Ever feel like you're doing this teaching thing alone? You don't have to be. Share Teaching is all about sharing the workload through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Together, we'll walk through all the difficult parts of teaching and learn how to streamline our processes, fine-tune our time management, and develop a more manageable workload. If that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now here's today's Shared Teaching. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Shared Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Susan, and this is episode number 42. Today I am talking about advice from teachers what I wish I had known when I was first starting teaching. Now, some of this you have may, might have heard before, but I think it's important to hear it again, because sometimes we can hear things many times and not retain it, much like our students. <laughs> so I just have five short, quick um, tips for you today about some teaching advice, and let's go ahead and get started. So... First things first is when you student teaching, it really doesn't prepare you enough for the realities of the actual teaching job. And I've heard that many times. I've experienced it myself going through student teaching, and I've heard it from new teachers coming in, especially teachers that now are going the alternative route, and maybe they're coming in with a master's degree in teaching, but they didn't have to go through student teaching experience. Maybe they're working in a teaching job as they're gaining their experience for their certification. So... That being said, (laughs) there's a lot that is not discovered when you are learning about the job until you are really in it. And it can take several years of learning to navigate what it is in teaching. So don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. Okay, that's not not one of the, the five tips, but that's just a little extra. Okay, so number one is really important and it's okay to say no. I know myself included, I have a lot of trouble saying no, especially when my admin is asking me. But really, if I don't say no, it's not letting the people asking understand that I am already feeling overwhelmed. And yes, a lot of times most of us are in that boat together, but when we don't express it, Other people are not going to know, especially when we just nod and smile. Sure, yeah, I'll take that on. But inside we're dying. We go home, we're crying. How can we possibly do another event or take on another committee, do tutoring? Like, How can we do all of that with the regular job we already have on our plates? So if it's not mandated by your contract, feel free to say no. And they will ask another teacher that will say yes. And a lot of times, it's really no big deal. Now, if you feel that it's not going to be okay, and it's something that's not required by contract, then it might be time to look for another position at a different school. Just saying. Now, 
That leads right into number two, which is that not every teaching position is going to be a good fit. Take it from me, I feel like I'm an expert in this field because I have been to eight different schools and four districts. So I've been out there. I know grass is not always greener on the other side, and sometimes it is. And every school and district is different. If you think your school is nuts with the expectations and the requirements, try another school. Chances are it's still going to be nuts, but maybe it's in a manageable way. Maybe your co your coworkers make it more okay because you're helping each other to take the load off. You're working smarter together. Or maybe you're going to find the opposite. Maybe you're going to feel that the school you came from was a better fit than the first school. But until you try, you're never going to know. So if you're really struggling, just asking to switch grade levels or even try a different school within the same district can make a huge difference. Don't be afraid to try out a new placement. A lot of principals are not looking at how many different schools did you try? They're looking in general at your experience, what your principal said about you, how your colleagues feel towards you, the relationship you had with parents and students. They're not going to, I feel anyway, you're not going to be judged by having a whole bunch of different schools on your plate because I have. And I tend to, not to toot my own horn, but I tend to rock most of my teaching interviews, and I usually have multiple job offers. So, and I've been I've been to a lot of schools, and I think principals really look for that flexibility. They look for somebody that is okay in unique and different experiences. So, just by having more than one school under your belt, I feel like they know you can be flexible because you're in those awkward new situations. Okay, number three. Leave work at work. Now, this one is also incredibly hard to follow, but I would say I spend probably 90% of my time leaving work at work. Now, there are times, especially in the summer, gearing up for a new school year, that I spend a lot of time at home laminating and labeling all the things, especially for new classes coming in. But As the year progresses and throughout the school year, I really try to leave work at home and focus on my family when I am at home. There's nothing worse than my daughter saying that I'm spending all my time on my computer and not playing with her, not enjoying her. Because if you have kids like me, they're only little for a a short amount of time and you blink and it's over and they're teenagers. So spend that quality time with your family and don't be afraid to just leave that teacher bag in your car, have it go for a little trip. I do that all the time. I bring it with me because I got like separation anxiety, I guess, but then it stays in my car and I don't usually get anything out of it except my lunch to clean and repack for the next day. We all need time to decompress. Teaching is difficult and it demands a lot of our mental health and energy. So when we take time out in the evenings to unwind and focus on ourselves and our family and our friends, it can make a world of difference in how you're going to appear in the classroom. How are you going to show up each day when you're tired and exhausted yourself? So make sure at least start small, pick a day that you're going to leave your stuff at school 
and just see how that feels to have the freedom of several hours to yourself without worrying about grading and things. Okay, number four is to focus on student relationships. Now, when we focus on getting to know our students and build those relationships first, it really helps improve our classroom management. So throughout the year, you want to focus on building a positive relationship with your students and families. Start the day off on a positive note. I believe the last episode I talked about my classroom management quick wins, um, one of them which is starting the day with something I call good things, which I got from another program, which I believe is capturing kids' hearts. And it really helps me build that relationship with students, not in a creepy way, (laughs) but it lets them know that I value them and see them as a person, right? Now, I teach second grade, and second graders are all about sharing and wanting to know, right? They want to know a little about about you. They want them to know about them. You know, what movie did they see over the weekend? They got some new cool shoes that they're sporting that they're hoping that you'll notice and call attention to. So just that quick little, oh my gosh, you got some new shoes. I love those. Those are so cute can go a long way to making them feel a connection to you. And if they feel that connection to you, they're going to be more able and willing to follow the rules that you have set in place and also get others around them to follow the rules as well. Like, shh, she's talking, right? Like, you'll see that kind of stuff. And then you know that you have mastered building those positive relationships when you start seeing that manifest in the classroom. And that is just an amazing feeling. So don't be afraid to spend just those few minutes every day picking on one or two students to say something nice, give them a compliment, or just asking them about themselves. Okay, last but not least, number five is you are not irreplaceable. Okay, so we all know the minute we quit, we're going to get replaced and it's going to happen fairly easily. Now we hate to think of that because we pour our hearts and our soul, our blood, sweat, and tears into teaching and the hours we spend outside of the classroom, we pour into teaching. I mean, I'm shopping at the dollar store thinking about, ooh, this would be great in my classroom. So it's always on our brains. But the minute we leave, there will be someone else to fill our shoes. And when we are out sick, like I am today, because my daughter is sick, so I had to take the day off, then they make it work without us needing to be there, right? They, they replace us quite easily because it is a job at the end of the day. It's wonderful and it's meaningful, but it's still just a job. And remembering that we are not irreplaceable, like they will move on without us in a heartbeat, It helps make number three, leaving our work at home, and number one, focusing on ourselves, then when you need time off for your sanity, take it. If your family needs you, take the time off, like me this week. And do I feel guilty? Yes, because they're splitting my class, and now the other teachers that are already overloaded and have no space in their classroom are taking on another five kiddos today. But... I needed to be there for my daughter. She needs me when she's not feeling well and she's sick. So put them first over your teaching job. Like I said, 
family is family, right? And you're, it's teaching is a job at the end of the day. Okay, so I want to know what advice that you would have for teachers that I have left out. I'm sure there's a million of them. I just wanted to cover some very important top ones, in my opinion. So what is your top one that I left out that I didn't talk about today? Go ahead and leave me a comment. You can go to shareteaching.com forward slash podcast, and you'll find this episode at the very top of the list. Or you can search it on my blog post, and it's categorized under teacher. So just a quick recap, number one advice from teachers is that it's okay to say no. Number two is that not every teaching position is going to be a good fit. Feel free to try some others. Number three, leave work at work. There's always going to be some and it will wait for you for the next day. Number four is to focus on building those positive student relationships. Number five is that you are not irreplaceable. I hope you enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for next week when I will be publishing another one on Wednesday. Bye for now. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching, hitting that subscribe button, and leaving us a review on iTunes so we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast.